first of all, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. Um, My pleasure. You told Bob Weber of the Canadian Press, quote, the climate crisis and the farm crisis share many of the same causes. Yes. Could Could you elaborate on that? Well, I mean... When you look at the history of agriculture as humans have practiced it for over 10,000 years, um, you know, prior to, to the um, mass inflow of industrial inputs, um, agriculture was not creating a, or contributing to a greenhouse gas emissions problem. Okay. Um, now we are. I mean, our proportion of greenhouse gases um, as an agricultural industry, are not by far the the largest portion of the problem. Um, But we do contribute right now, and uh, agriculture can, um, you know, is uniquely positioned in that we have, uh, frankly, the ability to take carbon out of the atmosphere in addition to uh, having the capacity to reduce our emissions and um, so we have put forward this report to uh, um, start a discussion about some of the ways that farmers can contribute uh, in a positive way to to the discussion we're having around the climate crisis, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, find ways to increase income on farms at the same time. Because uh, you know, if we reduce the expenses that we're uh, putting out towards you know, fertilizers and other, um, you know, petro-industrial inputs, then we can um, obviously uh, return more to, to the bottom line because farms right now are really only keeping about 5% of the food dollar. And uh, there's, a, there's a major income crisis on Canadian farms. And, uh, you know, we have, have some options in front of us that we should start discussing about ways we can turn that around. Okay, well, you mentioned, I mean, those are the the technical part of it, right? I mean, that by, mm-hmm. but uh, what I was really fascinated by is is the process of tilling the soil. Mm-hmm. And you're saying make it smaller and we have way more control and it helps all sides. It helps, the, it helps keep farms small. Well, why don't I just shut up and let you elaborate on that? Well, I mean, not every farm has to be small. Um, as I, I did mention um, yesterday, we're not talking about a return to, you know, Little House on the Prairie. There are lots of technological options that are on the table, and farmers have always been on the leading edge of adopting um, new technologies and more efficient ways of doing things. So, um, you know, even uh, just yesterday, that electric seaplane, the first commercial electric airplane, did a a test flight. Um, We need to be careful that we're not chasing after um, pipe dreams, but there's a lot of technological innovations that aren't pipe dreams anymore. And, um, you know, we we really do need um, some government policy support to to help farmers transition to to make these changes and, uh, you know, be uh, even more... um, positive contributors to, uh, to uh, in addition to feeding Canadians, we can also, um, you know, help in, in our work in the climate crisis as well. Okay, you're talking to a city boy here. It doesn't here. have to be smaller, though. Okay. Um, I mean, diversification is always a good thing, but, uh, you know, 
one thing that um, we're very clear on is that there's not going to be one specific solution that's going to work for everybody. There's a number of options out there. And how um, how easily you could um, or should make different changes on your farm is going to depend a lot on your geography, your um, you know growing season length, your soil type, that kind of thing. So there's different solutions that um, really will make different sense or, or um, will make better sense for different types of farms. So we're not saying there's a one-size-fits-all solution. Um, we really think that people should start a discussion um, and, and look at all the options that are on the table. Is the National Farmers Union mm-hmm. going to meet with its members, going to hold seminars to move this forward? Because, as we all know, the kids are getting really impatient. Uh, and so. And, and for good reason. Yeah. I mean, um, we, all of us, are going to have to live with the, the changing climate for the rest of our lives at this point. Um, we have already been in Ontario, especially holding kitchen table meetings with our members, and we're expanding that across the country and uh, talking to lots of other groups and, and helping to push the conversation along for sure. What kind of support are you? I guess the, the important thing on everything always is support politically. Mm-hmm. Now, um, in a way, this is sort of apple pie and hockey. But in a way, it's not. Do you have the kind of political clout that's needed to to make changes? Well, I think if you look at what happened in the most recent election, that over 60% of the electorate voted for um, positive action on climate change. And so how that ends up happening and what the exact mechanisms are end up being are you know still to be determined, and there's a lot of work and discussion has to happen. But at the same time, like you were saying, um, you know the the kids especially are really calling for action. So um, we would like to see change happen sooner rather than later. Um, you know we we need to start making changes now, and um, there's lots of things in the tackling the farm crisis and the climate crisis report that I would encourage. Uh, all farmers to go to nfu.ca and check it out. Um, and and if you are not a farmer, um, please also go to nfu.ca, check it out. And uh, we're happy to hear from eaters as well, and uh, you know help um, move the conversation along because we really think that um, this is a conversation for all Canadians to be having. Food and agriculture affect you every day, whether you're a farmer or uh, sitting down at your dinner table with your family. So um, we all have a, a part to play in the conversation, we think. Thank you, Miss Ward. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for having me.